What's going on, my little robot ninjas? Welcome to episode 38 of the 6-1 IndieCast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Toundrow, along with my big, beautiful, bearded brother, Kyle Stevenson. And today we are joined by two very special guests, the birthday girl, Lily Zaldivar, and Sebastian Newman. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back. How you guys doing? Yeah. Good. Yay. <laughs> this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> uh, for, for If folks somehow don't know who you guys are, Give the little the little elevator pitch on Lily and Sebastian. Who 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 are you? Who are you? We start. No, you go <laughs> yes, first. I no, am. you go first. He's Wario. I'm Waluigi. Perfect. Uh, together, <laughs> <laughs> uh, together we are uh, buddies and partners in crime. Uh, I used to work at IGN uh, and GameStop, uh, GameSpot, <laughs> and I currently work as a animation and production coordinator at Bizmedia, uh, working in anime. And sometimes I'm on like the Shonen Jump podcast or podcast here and there to talk about video games like this. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Wow. Did it. Nailed <laughs> that's it. Me. Look at that. Perfect. I'm, twi- I'm 29. I like hanging out with my cats <laughs> and watching movies. <laughs> uh, what's what's your favorite like color? Purple. Yo, me too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not because of Waluigi, just in general. <laughs> yeah. Whole uh, Sebastian, hi, how are you? Uh, give us the elevator pitch and your favorite color, please. Well, I mean, I'm a department manager at a retail store, so not, nothing to do with video game, but it's it's been something that's a big passion. So that's when, like, I met Lily last year, and that's something we both really talked a ton about. And obviously, Lily being in the industry, got, so I like I would always ask questions about it, and uh, yeah, like I, I I asked like I had I've always been a big podcast listener. I asked pretty much asked Liz like, "Hey, could you get on a podcast or could you do podcast?" And that's when she reached out on Twitter, and you guys responded. Yeah, and that was so, so. This podcast or the uh, your guys's podcast was the first podcast I had ever done. That was fun, nice. And now I'm back. Yeah. That was before the rebrand, right, Kyle? So technically, this is your first appearance on this "quote unquote" new show. I think. Yes. Yes. Hence yeah. The reintroduction, wow. I think, right? Yeah, okay. he did the he did the old one, and then he did the new one. Yeah, Kyle Stevenson, how are you? Yeah, right now. Present. 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 Oh, you know. Kyle, Dang what's your favorite man. color? Orange? Blue? Uh, it's blue, but I'll go with orange any day of the week. All right. Mine's blue, yeah. too. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Blue. Two blues, Whatever, two purples. Whatever, two blue, two purple. <laughs> Did you notice the new addition to the room? Oh, the little triangles. Yeah. Tell me yeah, about it. They're supposedly the 6-1 indie colors, but my webcam is so awful. I have to <laughs> dim it, so it's barely... In person, it looks gorgeous. Uh, with the webcam, <laughs> it looks like hot garbage. Well, I can see no. that the the reflection of the middle one it appears to be orange, but then yes. just yeah, like behind it, I which is just blown out. I found the hex numbers for all the colors in the logo. Ooh, they made those the colors. Wait, oh, where the hell cool. is our orange in the color in the logo? There's orange in the there, logo. Yeah, the pigeon's eye, and then the, oh, you went uh, deep. <laughs> I went real deep, man. <laughs> wow, just, you really did. Nice job, though. Yeah, thank you. Is the second to the last one just off, or did you actually find gray? No, there is like a like a there is a gray, gray. In, in person. It looks fantastic. Let me tell you, <laughs> I believe you. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, when it. we eventually get our studio with all the uh, aggro crags, that'll be the centerpiece. Yes, that's our plan. We're gonna buy a bunch of aggro crags off eBay one day. Do it. One Do it. Rich and famous. Yeah, that's Do all. It. That's the entire set. We're just gonna rebuild the Nickelodeon guts and buy Olmec and buy Olmec. Well, wait, Why? is that the plan? We're going to get Omec, or I thought we were just going to get the little 
the silver monkeys and stuff. Oh no, you're right. Silver monkey was the yeah for the table, and then the aggro crag are the walls behind us. Kyle, um, well, as I as I do the whole rigmarole, can you look up the current price of an aggro crag thing? Absolutely. Do you want a piece? Do you want the whole set? Oh well, you know, whatever. Just <laughs> surprise me. Could you Waka- <laughs> eBay the whole set to whole Nickelodeon set. guts is for sale. Oh please. While Kyle is looking that up. The Indiecast is six one indies biweekly video game podcast centered around the world of indie games. You can be a part of the discussion by hanging out in chat as we record this live on twitch.tv slash six one indie or by joining our Discord community. If you can't be here live, no worries. You can listen to the shows the following Monday morning on all podcast services. Major podcast services. Mess that one up. <laughs> While you're listening, do us a huge favor. Hit us with a review and a five-star rating wherever you are listening. Those special little algorithms help us out to find new people and finally be sure to check out 61indie.com for the latest indie reviews previews and features and follow us on socials at 61indie bits of housekeeping i know i like destroyed in a bad way that whole intro jesus i'm gonna take a sip of water you did great <sighs> yes yeah, so i just up. i just wrote that today because i was like man this whole thing is just way too long and now i'm extending it by explaining my whole process about rewriting it uh so i trimmed it down didn't rehearse it so <laughs> words you're fine um bit of housekeeping first off we're gonna start doing virtual meetups in 2021 starting next friday which is february 12th 12th. yeah Mm -hmm. uh we are gonna play red flags in tabletop simulator and then we're gonna watch uh the next episode of wandavision together so if you want to hang out and learn more about these virtual events we're gonna try to do like two a month go to 61indie.com slash events uh, our great friend Sly did a preview of A Long Journey to an Uncertain End, which is now on Kickstarter. Uh, they absolutely killed it. You should go check that out on 61indie.com. Me and Kyle interviewed the folks at, um, the folks behind Everybody Wham Wham, the snowman building video game, uh, Bonte Avant. That's on 61indie.com. You should check it out. Um, my vinyl show, 61 Spins, where I just gush about a video game vinyl that's finally back i'm gonna try bring that back on a weekly basis this week i talk about untitled goose game it's cool next week you can't see in the background because i have lily's birthday balloons here but i got my sonic adventure one and two records i did a, like a 15 minute episode on that I'm very excited that's back uh and finally just nothing to really do with us the steam game festival is currently going on go play some indie games there's a lot of cool stuff on that list i played uh Boomerang X, the new first-person wave-based action game from Devolver that you're just, like, fighting spy- spiders with a boomerang. It's rad. And uh, another game called You Suck at Parking, which, Kyle, this is the game that I can never remember the name of that's, like, What uh, what the Golf Parking. Oh. It's that. Sweet. It's really good. So, yeah, there's, like, at least, like, 100 games on that list. They're just all free demos. Go play them. They're super rad. And go wishlist them while you're at it. Oh, I like demos. Demos are They're fun. Really that's running until Tuesday, the 9th, until 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So go check that out. Really cool. Kyle, got an aggro crack for me? Uh, I can't find a real piece, um, mm. but I can find a prop costume version of it, which is all foam, uh, for 40 bucks. Oh, we could just tell people it's real. Yeah. What? Wait, what is aggro crack? Uh, yeah, what Craig, is this? It's an old game show on Nickelodeon where contestants would do like Olympic style events. And at the end, they would climb this metal made up of mountain with they had a tag buttons to 
like checkpoints up the top. And the winner would receive this glowing green piece of rock from the aggro crag. And it's this giant trophy. Uh, it was like the thing to get when I was a kid that I wanted real bad. It's a thing to get now still. Sure. <laughs> Biden, totally. Biden, keep your 1400 bucks. Give me an aggro crag. You know what I'm saying? Forget <laughs> student lo- uh, loan relief. You know, forget that. Just give us aggro crag. It's worth more. <laughs> it is. I want the money. <laughs> like, screw that. I'm sorry. I want the money. Do you want an aggro friend? Or do you want the I have money? to Google it first. I don't even know what this looks like. Oh, uh, here. I did I'll, not watch. Here, I'll I did look not it have up. Nickelodeon as a kid. Mm. Uh, oh, that sucks. I didn't have cable. Oh, that's a bummer. Also, Lily, that Cartoon see. Network tea? Dope. Yeah. Thank you. It's really dope. It has my favorite blue and blue and Mac. That's this is the only ones that matter. I love oh, them. I'm sorry. You're just bypassing courage. Oh, where is he? Is he there? Yeah, he's there dead he center. <laughs> yeah, but I have a soft spot for Foster Home for Imaginary Friend. Okay. Like, her just a second. What? Okay, well, anyway, oh. go move on to this. Sh- move on. Move on. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> video games. Uh, so the first thing we want, I want to touch on, because um, this news broke as soon as we got off uh, last week. Season by Scavenger Studio is a game that me and Kyle have been singing the praises about for a since PAX last year. Um, report came out from re- the amazing Rebecca Valentine, formerly of Game Industry Up is now of IGN, uh, that there has been allegations of abuse, sexual harassment, toxic work environment, and just like flat out, yeah, toxicity of like the, the heads screaming and yelling and cursing people out and is kind of fucking disgusting and really disappointment, di- really disappointment, Jesus, it's really disappointing. Um, and it's just like kind of like this ongoing culture that we keep seeing. And I remember, Kyle, was it like, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago that we we're like, oh, yeah, like we don't really see that kind of culture in indie gaming, really, of like mm-hmm. crunch and whatnot. And then sure as shit, this comes out. Yeah. Uh, I want to know your guys thoughts on this and like your feels and whatnot. I'll start with Lily. Uh, no, I'd like to go last because I have sure. a lot to say about this. OK, <laughs> Kyle, hit me. Uh, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, point blank end of end of sentence that this is a continuing thing. And more importantly, it's men in power using their power for awful things instead of being supportive and fostering a positive work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean, it's nice to see in their official statement that this person was suspended from all responsibilities within the, the company uh, and from the board of directors. So I'm, I'm hoping that is the, the person in question. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no place for that kind of shit anywhere. And um, it just, it makes me really, really sad. I don't know how I feel about, I, I guess. So the statement does say infinite, infinite, indefinitely suspended, but like, so that means he's coming back probably. Yeah. I, it's, he should be gone. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Stop being afraid it's, to say, like, fired or... I know. Why? I, paid, right? Yeah, he's probably getting paid. So, yeah, he's probably still getting paid, which is mm. fucking absurd. He should be yeah. off the team, off the project. Out, like, he should be done. No, it's it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Sebastian, what do you think? Any thoughts? It's, uh, it's a pretty scathing profile. Simon, his name is Simon, Dar, uh, Simon Darvaux. Mm-hmm. And it just like got, it's actually was like, it's like almost kind of like a, 
what you would think, like when you would when like like almost like um, I don't know, stereotypical in a way. Like it's just it's just like you kind of hear about these things and you keep hearing about it more and more and more. It's like oh, there's an obvious something that keeps up in almost seemingly every industry. I know it's the sign of a broken culture within the industry that mm-hmm. like that's yeah. really needs to change. I mean, like it's not even in it's not exclusively only to development studios and like actually actual industry professionals it's video game culture i mean before we started recording we were just talking about some toxicity on the internet that uh me kelsey and kyle were specifically kelsey was dealing with over the past week and like they're like i don't mean this in a bad way to like the art form of video games but they're fucking toys like could we just fucking chill and just enjoy <laughs> things and be positive and healthy and like just fucking stop and that goes towards yeah trying to promote a positive healthy work environment for the people that deliver these incredible experiences that we that we love and that drive us to do things like this and season like legitimately like was one of my most anticipated things it's fucking stunning and when we first played it i described it as the next journey and i still believe it can be that but like now i just like now knowing that this dude is still getting a paycheck most likely i don't know if i want to support it mm-hmm. and on the other end it's like the 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 culture and the community behind this kind of like i don't know it's just disappointing seeing typical toxic bro gamers existing <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know lily unleash oh, <laughs> gentlemen i'm fucking pissed I'm going to tell you that right now, because I agree saying that you're suspended indefinitely does not determine whether or not he's actually fired. It depends on the audit. Granted, Mm -hmm. I believe the audit will do its job and it will see that he is a fucking dick bag and that he will get fired. And like, if you have to bleep, bleep, bleep me out, then go ahead and bleep, bleep, bleep me out on that one. There's no fucking bleeping. (laughs) This guy, I just cannot like reading this article. It's just so disgusting how he would say that his behavior is that of a dog in heat unable to control himself how is this guy still able to run an office and even be allowed to do this and then not only that but it sucks because season looks beautiful it does those people work so hard for this project and people are so excited for it and yet you have this like scathing like person that dampens the beauty of it and it's so it's so disheartening. And not only that, but then it's also like you have the CEO, Amelie, who's like pretty much was kind of covering for him. Like what this like this article states that like uh, this is like a hypothetical, but the article states that like one girl was apparently caught sleeping with Simon. And then all of a sudden she's like gone. And it's like to be determined if like Amelie found out and she just like 86 this person who knows. It's yeah. just disgusting. Like and it, it and not only that, but like in this industry, it's so fucking annoying to be a woman like no joke like i will not i i hate it because it happened at ign when i was there with with all the whole cali plague plague thing like that was awful yeah and the 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 thing that i see about this is like that audit i will say that ign is probably in a better place than it was when i worked there because of that audit and because of like the people and the employees standing up but the the issue is that like will this happen like Will it happen every every time, everywhere? Like, I know in 2020, we had, like, a big thing. And, like, probably in 2021, we'll have another big thing where people stand up and stand up for women and stand up for people who are, like, people of color. And because it, it, it's not just women, but people of color, people who are marginalized. Like, 
I, I just, I read this and I was mad and I'm just still mad because it's unfair. And it's like, I am so tired because I don't want to see another person, another person of color, another woman go have, go through this because I've gone through it so many times being in this industry. And I just like, cannot read another thing about this because it's unfair and it's unjust. And I hope he gets fired. And I hope that the CEO can also gets fired because she covered up for him. Yep. Like point blank. So bop, bop, that's it. I'm done. Thank you so much. Like, <laughs> talk about games now, but fuck Simon, fuck you. But uh season looks great. And I probably might play it if things get better. If he continues to stay on the company, then uh, I'm not playing the game. Point Same. blank. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, well said. Going up. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm so I sorry. Agree with everything. No, please. <laughs> That's why I'm grateful that I have you on for this episode because I know because obviously I understand like where you've been and that like, you have exp- unfortunately have experience with this bullshit. And the mm-hmm. one thing I'll add is it's just like I fucking hate how unsurprising it is when these stories keep popping up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. whenever you see a woman gang attacked on the internet, it's like oh, again. And it's not even like yep. shocking or anything, especially with dick bags like the quartering and shit like that. And like I hate that I even have to say his fucking name, but why do these people still have the right to fucking exist and have a voice in the industry, whether it is on the content creation side or the dev side? I don't fucking understand it. Yeah. And why they're not, you know, being held accountable, like fucking Simon getting a paycheck still while being suspended. It's hard Supposedly. because uh, it's that whole idea of there's two sides to every story. And obviously... Uh, there's a big difference when it comes to businesses. Businesses have to do what businesses have to do, regardless of the situation. That's just sure. that's just the way that HR works in general. Like, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. I'm just trying to point it out from a business perspective. Granted, the amount of allegations and the amount of things that have happened should warrant him already to be fired. But that's just not how they work. Um, it is what it is. I that's like it's unfortunate, but I will say that it feels good to know that people feel that they're able to stand up, you know, that's a good thing. Like the the ray, the slight ray of light out of like a dark fucking situation is that people are starting to become unafraid of standing up and talking. Yeah, like even the most important part. Well, they're, they're still a little afraid because all the, the people that are interviewed have to be anonymous um, out of fear for, for sure. reprisal, yeah. which it says right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even outside video games. I mean, this week also, there was the whole Marilyn Manson stuff that everybody's just standing up against Marilyn Manson now. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, just... it's it sucks because I, I just hope that this just makes people want to be a better person, like treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, that's just the general rule. It's such a like, easy. It's like you. It so shouldn't be that easy. hard. <laughs> I think it's it's really not that hard to be a little bit nice. Like, oh, yeah. come on, like, really, <laughs> like, don't scream really? at people and harass people and just like be cool, or don't try to sexually harass them. Yeah, and if don't, they don't, don't want disgusting. it, don't get mad. And don't fucking that's in general for men, men and women, by the way. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not trying to say like, because <clears throat> I, I, I understand that men also get sexually harassed and that's unfair. So, like, if someone says no, that's a goddamn no. So, yeah, please. It sucks. On to, yeah. <laughs> 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 
It also what a heavy hitter. <laughs> That's why I wanted to start the show that way, so at least we could like talk about the fun things afterwards. But season looks beautiful. It does, like, and it, it fucking really nice sucks, man. It. Yeah, I think I mean, it's, it's I think like for also. Now, uh, not this isn't indie game related, but like for me and Kyle, we grew up on Harry Potter, and God, we were getting the game of our dreams. But I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, because yeah. fucking that transphobic asshole. Yeah. Oh ma'am. Yeah. She really if she really biffed <laughs> it. Like oh she did like, yeah. real bad. Like like I, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Just one like, day, ooh. like. Yeah, she really she really biffed it like. And the hard part is, is that Warner Brothers is like, please play the game because developers worked on it. And you're like, I know. Just tell us how much she's getting. Like, what's yeah. the percentage of yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Because if it's a bare minimum of none, then everyone <laughs> will play it. But if she's getting like if she owns 51 percent of the merch and everything, then what's the point? Exactly. She's going to she's gonna get our money and she's going to continue to talk about how transgender people aren't people. And they are so. They absolutely are. We we need a Disney buying Star Wars from George Lucas situation with with JK. That's what, yeah. we, that's what we need. Disney goes. I have. I don't own Harry Potter yet, but I guess I should. Right? Yeah. <laughs> while we're at Kevin it, Feige. while we're at it, fuck Gina Carano also. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just fuck yeah, yeah. that terrible human being also. Just while we're just in the in this cloud of telling people to fuck off. <sighs> It sucks. It all sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? Cyber Shadow. That doesn't suck. <laughs> oh, you have a lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian, tell me about Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow's good. I, I was skeptical. Yeah? Um, I, I think I tend to be skeptical of the, like, 8-bit homage game. Because, sure. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's very, it's very oh, overplay is probably a strong word, but that's, it's done a lot. Especially nowadays, yeah. It's, it's definitely mm-hmm. like a cliche kind of thing in indie gaming but i like just to give it a try in preparation for this podcast like i'm just like oh, i'm just it's on game pass yeah and uh, i've never crazy. had game pass so i just got the one dollar for the three months game pass put like two levels and i was like you know what i'm, I'm just gonna buy this on switch twenty dollars like i it impre- kind of impressed me right away what uh what hit with you like what, what do you well, like about I, it like the very first thing was the music oh my god the music was so good and I'm so I'm not like I I've played I've played a bunch of NES games like I've gone into them but the 8-bit aesthetic is never like something that really uh like I was super passionate about same thing with the music the 8-bit music like I don't listen to 8-bit yeah my, you know but this game's music was like it, it, like the same thing like oh they're gonna do the whole 8-bit music uh, aesthetic so I think I was a little skeptical but like it's just it's really good it's actually it's really good very atmospheric. Uh, you know, it's, it reminded me of something. I forgot what. I feel like it, I feel like it kind of had like a, a vibe that that reminded me of something I forgot. Well, going back uh, to the, the NES vibes, it definitely is like a, a love letter to like Ninja Gaiden mm-hmm. back in the day, and it's definitely as hard as Ninja Gaiden sometimes because that game kicks your ass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does it? How you're playing on Switch? How how's it play on Switch? Is feel good? Run there's, good? Yeah, there's like a little bit more of input lag, a tiny bit more. They compared mm. to PC that I was noticing, but I've completed that pretty much right away. Like I, it's it's a it's kind of the form factor that I would I like to play those games in. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially to be able to sleep back to it, especially since there are some moments where 
Yeah. Take a moment, take a moment, because uh, it, it can get tough. It's like, you know, with these games, they always want to do NES hard but fair. Yeah. And I, I, so I've actually beaten the NES Ninja Gaiden. Oh, fuck for, yeah. I beat them both for one Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2, and they're really tough. So, so far, this has not gotten nearly as hard, Yeah, which is probably a good thing. Where um, where are you in it so far? I just beat that serpent mon the serpent boss. I don't know how far that okay. is. Like the one in the where you have to get on the platforms on the water. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How far is that? Do you know? Chapter Less than halfway. Four okay. or five, I think. Something like that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too too far. The, the serpent boss gave me like the bosses so far haven't given me too much of a hard time. But that one definitely I like actually think about how to tackle it. Uh, you're on the cusp of it uh, starting to kick your ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mirroring what you said. I mean, I love this game. The aesthetic is amazing. Kelsey's bringing me in water. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Careful, Terry. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I love the aesthetic. The music is fucking incredible. Yeah. The game just feels good and feels fun and feels satisfying. I love that it has uh, I love the, the one unique thing about it that I really love is the checkpoint system and how you could kind of like pour in currency in checkpoints sort of like now I was gonna say soulsy but it's not really soulsy it's just it, the essentially essentially you could pour in currency into checkpoints to get weapons extra mana stuff like that and, yeah and um you can either save all you could pour it into every checkpoint if you want to, if you're having a hard time, but you'll eventually run out of currency. So what I've been trying to do is saving it for the checkpoint before bosses, which has been very fucking helpful, especially with the later bosses. Um, but yeah, I love this game so much. Um, I'm only midway through it. And yeah, the serpent boss was the first, like it didn't give me that much trouble, but it was like the sign of like, okay, this is about to start ramping up and oh boy, it ramps up. Okay. Wow. I'm, right, I'm currently ready. on chapter seven, which I think is like midway through the game. Um, Kyle, you beat the game. I did. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. I have to put myself through it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> like you were saying, like the game, it, it's not as difficult as what I thought it'd be early on, but when you get to chapter seven and, and and further on, like the platforming ramps up, and there is a power you unlock where you you can dash and like dash through enemies with your strike, and there are levels where you have to do that with airborne enemies just to make it to the other side. <sighs> and the, the I love this <clears throat> game for as retro as it is, uh, but still have it modernized to the fact like you can use an analog stick. It actually feels pretty good as you're as you're playing with that, and not yeah. like a D pad. But when, for me at least, when I got to the dashing part, um, I had to go to the D-pad, and that is when like the rage started overflowing. <laughs> Just because like there is that little bit of input lag, and you have to press forward twice in order to initiate the dash or the sprint. And there are sometimes like I would do it and just fall right off the cliff, like, it, and it just like wouldn't register quite as quite as uh, uh, speedy as I wish it would. Um, game's still fantastic. The fact that this was made by one person. It's and, fucking and then, wild. Oh, and I then, uh, uh, minus the music, music hat, where it was, I think a duo did the composing, but yeah, one, one person team made this game, which is nuts. And it feels like a long lost game ripped from the NES era. And just like, here's a game no one ever heard about, but it's been around <laughs> for years. Like it's, it's that, perfect of like a nostalgia 
retro style game. It, it's really, really good. The last boss can go die in a fire, but other than that, <laughs> it, it, it pulls the whole final boss in RPG where this isn't my final form. Oh no, this isn't my final form. Mm. This is my final form. And there's no health regen in between. <clears throat> It's that a, it's sucks. A, it's a mess. Uh, puts you through the ringer, then. Jeez. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to say is that this is published by Yacht Club, the the folks behind Shovel Knight. This feels like it belongs on the same caliber as Shovel Knight. Like I like Shovel Knight more, but like as far as aesthetic and feel and vibe, where Shovel Knight is a love letter for like Mario Three and um, uh, Ducktales and whatnot. This feels like a love letter for like we said Ninja Gaiden and. Uh, Mega Man for me so like every boss you get kind of like a similar weapon that the boss was kind of fighting you against um, but it really does feel like it's in the same family I really hope this is what Yacht Club kind of aims for with their catalog if they continue to publish outside games um, I even love like it seems like Yacht Club had some sort of input because I love that it, ha- it shares the feats feature which on PlayStation or Xbox is just the trophies but on Switch if you're playing like on a system that doesn't have like a trophy kind of thing. Um, it essentially show, shows you all the challenges and that is shared between Shovel Knight as well, which I really like. So it feels like it's kind of like in the same family, which I really appreciate from a publisher that is helping out a small team or in this case, a, a man, I was about to say a small man, but it doesn't work. I don't know how large he is or not. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, any interest in cyber shadow or is kind of not your thing or. Um, I played, I think up to the, first or second boss and it's not really my thing but it is something that i enjoy to watch like enjoy watching because yeah. he played ninja gaiden and i was like oh this is dope <laughs> but playing it i'm like man i'm not good at these games <laughs> like real talk like um put like can i can i just have like mario kart <laughs> but like there's some it's unfortunate because like there's some beauty to it and i really appreciate it it's just like for some reason, I'm just not as skilled uh, when playing it, but when watching it, I just am so enthralled because I think a lot of the it, it does take some muscle memory to do a lot of things when you do it repetitively. Yeah, and then it's yeah, it's just really cool to watch. So unfortunately, it's not my cup of tea, which is really weird to say because I play Cuphead and that game requires a lot of muscle memory. But uh, yeah, I don't know why, but. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would, but mm. that's because I know the games that I like. And unfortunately it's not one of those, but it is a game that I do enjoy to watch. And I really do like watching people play through it. Well, so. a game that you do like that you freaked out about and tweeted me about is Celeste and Matt makes games, or I guess what's, what's the new studio? Extremely yeah. okay. Games. Extremely okay. Games, uh, stealth released Celeste Pico two for the anniversary yeah. for free. Uh, I can't believe I did not play this game yet, but Lily, Lily, you played it. Yeah, I did. It was What'd cute. Yeah, I, it was cute. I mean, I, like I went the first the first way that I played Celeste was actually through the switch on slot like that way. And Same. playing Pico 2 was uh, it was fun. But it, it, I don't know, man, like Celeste is just so good. Like just playing it on the switch and uh, you can't beat it. Like, Pico 2 is a fun arcade game. Like, I would actually kind of love it to be in an arcade system. In an arcade. Rad. Yeah. That'd be that'd be so cool. Like, I'd be so happy. Plus, like, unfortunately, you can't change the controls when you play mm. uh, the Celeste Pico 2. So it's really weird to play it. Um, but it is nice. It's a nice nostalgia to Celeste. And it's a good anniversary game. 
Yeah. Would I say that it it's something that if you like if you never played Celeste, play Celeste. And if you have played Celeste but want to like play something that's a bit more challenging, go for it. But it doesn't take away from like owning Celeste itself. I how many times can I say Celeste in this? <laughs> Five. Are these just like new levels like the Pico that you find in one of the levels in the game? I believe it is. Well, this one in Pico 2, you get a grappling hook. That seems to, like, oh. we only played a little bit, but like it seems to be centered around a grapple hook instead of a double jump. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh. And the grapple hook only goes, it doesn't go up, it goes left and right. Huh. Yeah. Do you think so, yeah. this is a prototype for a potential sequel? Oh. oh man i really I, that'd be so cool but at the same time i hope there's more angles because just <laughs> left and right like not saying that you should do up like i think up's too easy but i think maybe like like a, like, like a back. up up and like diagonally would be kind of cool like but get that to, i was just waiting for you to list all the angles <laughs> i want all northeast northwest southwest southeast what was um <laughs> we we st- the the buddy in the game, uh oh the the hot boy Theo Theo. What oh, if yeah. what if that's Theo's grappling hook, and as he's climbing <laughs> oh, through fuck. the mountain, and maybe that's the sequel he plays Theo. That'd be cool. Cl- I would That'd love that. Theo was so chill though. Like, I love what that. emotional problems could he go Thanks. through? Like, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just stating the fact. Celeste had a lot going. Mm-hmm. Yo, Theo Celeste- was pretty like. Is Celeste saved me through a goodness. fucking existential crisis in 2018. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah Celeste was really... It, Sebastian suggested I play it. And it was really, awesome, really yeah. fun. First off, because I like speed, speed running things. But yeah. yeah, it was really fun. And it was... Yeah, it was a, it was a good... We, we bonded over that game. It was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it. I never went back to play the Chapter 9 stuff. Me neither. I really needed I to want, I, I played it when it came out on PC. And then... But finally, I got a switch uh, here, so I rebought it. I yeah. want to like go through it. I so on PC, I think I got as far as chapter eight, side B. I think oh, I beat wow. that. And there's side C. So like, did you ever do the side B, side C stuff? I really can't remember. I just remember getting to the top of the mountain and then going. Well, there's harder. There's harder <laughs> versions. Yeah, of I know. Each there's. Level. I know there's harder versions. And I then know there's, there's even versions. harder versions. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't They're think brutal. I did those. And I think I just I couldn't on PC I could I and on PC I think I had because I, I beat all the side B's I think which some of them are really really hard yeah, yeah. dude um, side C I didn't I don't think I did many I don't remember um, but I wanted to do the chapter nine but I heard chapter nine is chapter do you know about about chapter nine is it harder I I think it is I think you have to think, yeah do you have to beat all the C stuff to unlock it or is it just unlocked I forgot I think I have it unlocked okay. Yeah. yeah, I know it's it's supposedly challenging as all hell. And yeah, like I I played the game normally on Switch. I beat it on Switch. I think I did some of the side B stuff, but I didn't complete all of it. Um, and I rebought it on PlayStation so I could get a very easy platinum trophy with all the assist mode stuff. So I did that. That's how I actually beat, like actually at least saw all like the side C stuff because you could just <laughs> zap around endlessly and it's really great. Um, so like I, yeah, I do want to go back and um, give it a shot. I know I'm going to be very rusty I, and yeah i i attempted chapter nine after i, I beat the main game <clears throat> i think it chapter nine was what like a year later something like that or, or there there was like a significant amount of time i think it was two years i think it was like it was yeah. last year they released chapter nine right oh really? maybe it could have been it so. could, maybe yeah wow 
Tiny I was surprised. Like I, be, I played Celeste when it came out. I was actually from mm-hmm. watching uh, Donkey's video game Donkey's video. God bless Donkey. Um, so I was. <laughs> he does the Lord's work. He really does. Um, <laughs> so I was surprised when they released a whole other chapter. And yeah, I, I kind of wish it was just like another set of levels instead of like it's. I don't know. I never played it, but like I like another set of levels instead of like an extra extra challenge levels. Mm-hmm. Same. I know yeah. I I started it, but the I remember the story being super heavy right out of the gate. <laughs> I'm like I can't I. I I don't want to spoil the main game and what the journey is, but like it has something to do with like, man, it's hard Tread lightly. to spoil it. <laughs> it's hard. The story is surprising. Honoring great. somebody that, that Madeline is going Lost. through. Yeah. Okay. And it's about that. And the journey to the, to the, the top. And it's, does it, does it, so I never, so I never beat side C. I know. I don't know. Is there like an ending? Is that like the true ending side C? The, uh, after doing all the extra hard things? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember there being like a cutscene or anything. Or like, I think it was just like challenges. Oh, you you finished. Well, the extra challenges, really like after, like I did the you know the side B challenges, and that leads to chapter eight side B, because you yeah. had to do like all the extra the hard challenges to be able to access even more levels. And I remember it kind of seemingly like it was getting weird. Like it started I, hinting at stuff. It was man, I have to go back and play it because it was something like you just find the heart of the mountain or something, but I don't remember what that actually means. Like clearly that's like a symbol for something, but I just forgot what it was because it's been it's been so long. It seemed like it was more story going. Like there was they're opening up for more story, but mm-hmm. I never saw the conclusion. So I that's why I was always holding off playing chapter nine because I thought it was an extension. Yeah. Maybe it's not. Just look it up. Look into it, play it. I'll watch. <laughs> so Lily and I were like uh, speedrunning. The first level, yeah, challenge each other, mm-hmm. and then eventually, like I'm, not- I, I, it's, and I think we both discovered speedrunning is really tough, and yeah, and I do well. I, I, I left Lily the the, the crown. Did, did. I it went back like, and forth a few times, like, and then we were st- like Lily. We had to watch a video of how to do the, st- the strategies. Yeah, yeah, and we were like, no, <laughs> it's just too much. oh no no. There's some <laughs> it's too stressful. They, like we watched, I watched Games on Quick do it. And, it, and I was like, Dad, no, I yeah. can't. Oh, yeah, I it. watch that also. It's like it's fucking insane. I love games. I love it's it. Amazing. They're so good. But uh, yeah, no, that's Celeste was really cool. I mean, I, I obviously we started with the whole speed running idea, but we only did it with the first world <laughs> or like the first chapter. But then it was. Yeah, I just after that, he was like, you should really play for the story. And I went, I guess I should. And I was like, yeah, this <laughs> yes. is actually really good. <laughs> The story's really good. I will say, though, like, I'm glad I hold the record or else I would still be playing it. I've accepted it. Yeah, you've accepted it. <laughs> and that's that's OK. We're good. Nice. I'm God, that's like me I'm and my friends in college with Mario Kart on the Wii. Oh, we yeah. Just oh. Constantly up each other's time on DK Summit. Oh, yes. Constantly. And then we would watch like the world record holders and they do it like in under 30 seconds. Like how? We're never going to be that good. It's possible. And you're doing that with a wheel? How? How? Oh, yeah, with the wheel. Oh, man. Yeah, no. No, no, no. When are we getting Mario Kart 9? Um. Okay. Well, I have my, this my favorite My favorite myself. indie game, Mario Kart 9. <laughs> it is an indie game at this point. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we just got Live Circuit. So yeah. I don't really think we'll get one. Until maybe next year. I mean, until Mario Kart 8 doesn't do well for them. I know, right? Like, 
that that's not the case. Just give me like DLC for Mario Kart 8, you know? Just give me one more Grand Prix. Listen, just Please. give me Waluigi Pinball. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just give it back to me. Give me the Dude, track back. I would the love... The only place I can play it is Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. And I can't play against my friends. <laughs> so... I would love for the next Mario Kart to be Mario Kart Ultimate, where they take the Smash Ultimate thing and just give us all the courses. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has a license. Everybody has a license. If Baby Maybe Mario that's could how drive. Crash is in a Nintendo game. Yeah, that's exactly. Crash from CTR and just put him in Mario Kart. <laughs> and put Diddy Kong Racing in there? Oof. Oh, hell yeah. Give me a new Diddy Kong Racing. Jesus. I Fuck want Crash Tag Team Racing back in the Switch. They should remaster that. That's my favorite that indie was, game. That's my favorite <laughs> indie game. Anyway, speaking of indie games, um, I want to quickly talk about Olia that I mistakenly kept calling Olija. It's definitely Olia because there's slight uh, voice acting in the game and the voice acting is really fucking cool and creepy. Um, Olia from... It's a developer digital game. I forgot the studio name off the top of my mind right now, but it's a uh, side-scrolling action platformer um, that has kind of God of War mechanics and sort of Spider-Man mechanics with it's uh, essentially your main weapon is a harpoon and you can like toss it and recall it. And it feels like very God of War in that sense, or you could toss it skeleton crew studio. Thank you. Uh, But Olio was definitely, it was like cyber shadow. It's one developer, Um, Thomas something. Sorry, Thomas. Um, Shout out to Thomas. Also, he was uh, helping me. I complained on Twitter about a trophy issue and he uh, hooked me up and helped me out and got a Thomas Olson. Thomas Olson. You're the fucking homeboy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it has like kind of God of War axe mechanics where you could like throw your harpoon at enemies and then recall it, or you could throw your harpoon at enemies and like fucking skyrocket to it, kind of like Spider Man zip uh, web zip. It's really cool, really satisfying. Um, yeah, I, it's just like a, it's a very short experience. Like I think I, I beat it in like three ish hours, maybe. It's just a fun action adventure platformer. There's not really much to say. Music is really good. The game is fucking stunning. It's a uh, ape it. Uh, retro style um yeah i just want look to at the gameplay right now that. i'm trying to see the harpoon gameplay because what you're talking about the the throw and recall that actually yeah. sound like have you played i forgot what it was called titan uh titan souls it was that titan souls yeah yeah it's similar to that okay yeah the whole basis of it like there is a narrative behind it and the narrative is interesting it's kind of like you are a um Man, I don't even know. You're some kind of like leader in in a village or a town or a city or whatever. And you're going out trying to fish for your people because you haven't had a good fishing season and your people are hungry and starving and dying. Uh, You, as you're off to sea, you and your crew become uh, something happens and you get shipwrecked and you end up like going through this like portal into this other land. And the whole goal of the game or the, the basis of your adventure is you are just trying to get back home. So you have to go to uh, a few different islands to collect these three blue keys, which open up a big gate and it's all linear. You can't really go anywhere you want at any time, but as you're going through, you are opening up new islands. So you select new islands and um, through there, you, you are just going through like little dungeons to like fight bosses and whatnot who are blocking secrets and keys and new weapon upgrades and what and whatnot. And on top of that, something I didn't expect, which I really enjoyed, there is sort of like a settlement building aspect to it as well. Like your home base, you can keep finding um, your shipwreck crew all around in secret areas and you can bring them back. And they they more so just are for like aesthetic purposes of just like making your 
home and home base feel like more lively and whatnot. But um, you can put like currency into like uh, there's a dude that gives you um, uh, like health upgrades and whatnot. And there's another dude that will go out and find crafting material for you. And there's another dude speaking of the crafting material, which is another gameplay mechanic that I forgot about. There is a hat maker and you could build different hats. I believe there's eight hats in the game and each hat has a different trait to it and different like special ability. So the one I really was drawn to was every time you dash with a harpoon, a bunch of little red feathers pop out of your head and it'll follow and like kind of home into your enemies and like really fuck them up, which is really cool. There's another one that like gives your harpoon like lightning abilities. There's another that like if you are untouched, it'll just make you go faster and, and hit harder. And it made like gameplay elements and like actual combat like really more really like interesting and kept it fresh and it was an easy way for it to like for you to adapt to your own sort of play style aesthetic like it lets you kind of play around with all these different elements to for you to find like what actually works for you which is it's really cool it was a really really cool game you said the game played it for like finish it in like three hours something like that i think i did it in like two settings because i was gonna say uh one of the questions i have for someone who hasn't played it but like well let's say i'm a viewer who is unsure about buying it you say the whole like settlement like doing a whole settlement thing is there like anything post game that you can need to do or is it like it's just the story just story because it's interesting because it it seems like there's enough to use that extends past the three hours but it but it doesn't it doesn't see it seems like it's three hours. It's like around three hours and then yeah, end of story like I um, there are other things you can do, like some collectible stuff is there's like 10 uh, shipwreck crew members that you could go find, which I just ended up naturally finding um, or is it eight. No, it's eight ship crew uh, shipwreck crew members. And then there's also hidden uh, music boxes that you can find. That's like kind of the only other side stuff that you can really do. And in my mind, as I was approaching the final boss, I was like, oh, maybe there will be like a continual save before the final boss, whatever, because I would have went back and gone for like the music boxes and stuff. Once you beat the final boss, kicks you back to the main menu and you have to start a new game, which I hate when video games do that, mm. <laughs> especially as like a what trophy Bugsnax hunter. Did. Exactly. Bugsnax did. Bugsnax exactly. did a good job with that, where they like they were like, you want to finish the story? That's cool. But like, we'll we'll save. You're going to be put save like the save point will be here exactly regardless so you keep doing it over and over and over again and like, i, I wish a- there was like because the game is like separated it's hard to describe it it's kind of like a linear chapter select where it is just you go to this little boatman and you should he you talk to him and then he opens up a map for you and as you're progressing different islands start becoming available to you i do wish there was a quote-unquote chapter select at the end and you could go back to just wherever you want and freely explore yeah. and stuff but yeah, I was really disappointed to see it just like kicks you off because as a trophy hunter, I would have liked to uh, go back and get the other music boxes and uh, the other like little specific things that I had to do. No platinum trophy, which is bummer. Very, very big deal nowadays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's a big deal to you. Don't let that diminish, you know? It's 2021. Everything should have a platinum trophy. <laughs> Uh, you said you had a question, and I interrupted you. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, the art style. I know yeah. it's, like, in the, the like, pixelated version, mm-hmm. but I see, the, like, the the uh, title card and all the, like, the way that it looks on Steam, if anybody goes to it, 
they have like this really cool art style to it that isn't pixelated. Do you see that at all in the game? No. So like there are cutscenes. Or is it just the trailer? I think what you're referring to is uh, there are like cutscenes, but it's yeah, it's like it's a pixelated cutscene. I know I'm not doing a great job explaining. No, it. I get I'm I gonna, get what you're talking about. It's yeah, like it, when they get sh- when they get shipwrecked, it's pixelated. It's exactly. Not yeah, like it's like the art style. They are building on the, the the pixel art in like more grand ways to to actually utilize the pixels in a way to show detail. If that makes sense. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. And okay. it's really beautiful. Again, yeah. the the story, like the narrative itself, like there are like Olia is a a character in the game that like you sort of fall in love with, but she's like barely in the game. Like the the narrative is kind of like whatever. But the the reason to play the game is for the actual gameplay, like the the yeah. design. I mean, the, the gameplay the, looks sick. The, yeah, like the boss battles are really dope, and like some of them are like actually really challenging and fun and unique. Um, there's one in particular that like it, it's just um, it reminds me of a Ghost of Tsushima duel where you are it's uh, just another human character and you kind of fight him in phases like you chip him down a little bit and then he starts climbing a tower and you have to keep fighting him on different floors of the tower so it's like a blend of combat and um and platforming and once you get to the actual the the final phase of it is you guys are on a roof uh the roof of the the tower whatever and my first time playing it this motherfucker kicked me off the tower and i died i had to redo it and i was like oh, fuck God. i am so mad but that is such a cool spin on on a boss battle yeah so it's like each it, boss battle has like a nice like unique element to it in that way that keeps the gameplay kind of fresh nice good job yeah. devolver good job devolver devolver is shaping up to have a hell of a year yeah i can't yeah. wait <laughs> between that and boomerang x holy fucking hell boomerang x let's go but yeah I highly recommend Olia. I forgot how much I paid for it. I forgot how much it is. You got the Steam page up, right? Uh, the Steam page is uh, fifteen dollars. Yeah. You could download the demo though. Yeah. The demo is you can. free. I think that's part On of the Steam Windows. Game Festival. Yeah. So please give it a shot. It's good. Give it's it a shot. Is it for Switch? Uh, good question. I believe so. Yes. Maybe. Was it a part of a Nindies direct? Olia. Yeah, it's on Switch. It's, yeah, yeah, it's coming to Nintendo Switch cool. and PC. So. It looks really cool. Yeah. What would you say that art style is? It's like it's pixelated. It's, not that, it's like kind of reminds you of Sword of Sorcery a little bit. The uh, that iPhone game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the easy way to put it is just like pixel art, eight bitty, but it's not really eight bitty. Like Cyber Shadow is like like traditional eight bit style, but like this is definitely like it. It kind of manipulates the the pixels in a way that gives it more of a unique aesthetic. Yeah. It almost to me is like between like an Atari and an NES. Like it's almost at a full 8 bit, but there's some. Exactly. It's not a full 8 bit, which is really cool. In fact, actually going back to Cyber Shadow, is that it's not, it doesn't, is it true 8 bit? I don't, I don't kind of don't think so. No, I don't think it is. I'm not technically really, I'm not super technically knowledgeable that kind of. um, No, I'm I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's just the aesthetic, just to, because I'm sure doing. 8-bit in the traditional way is probably a pain in the ass. <laughs> no yeah. one should do it. <laughs> no one should do it. <laughs> well, yeah, there's certain things that are beautiful, and when they're executed well, it's like, wow, you crazy, crazy person. <laughs> you really did it. Um, but it, it just, I mean, it'll burn you out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cuphead developers look at you. 
Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It probably plays great on Switch. I imagine this playing this handheld probably feels really cool. Maybe it might have the same input lag to be determined. Maybe. TBD. Nintendo, give me that Switch Pro. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for it. Yeah, like that's going to solve your input lag. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. But it's a new pretty toy that I want. I want to play Breath yeah. of the Wild on my new or Breath of the Wild 2 on my new pretty toy. My other favorite indie game, Breath of the Wild. You know what? Let's just call Nintendo what it is. It's an independent company. Yeah, it's an independent company. <laughs> they're doing their best. They're doing, they're doing their best in the indie world. I'm very excited for their the very... Switch is a, let's be honest. The Switch is an, an, an indie console. <laughs> sure, like, it is. Let's be honest. They do where, where publish Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm very excited for the small niche indie title uh, Mario 3D World next week. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I can't wait. Cat Mario Battle. Oh, oh I can't wait. Week? Yeah, it's next week. I can't fucking wait, dude. On the 12th. Maybe Kyle, the you never played I it, right? I switch on. Uh, no, I played a little bit. Of I played a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Can I say something? I, something I've been thinking for a long time. It has nothing to do with indie games or anything. And this is going to piss Kyle off. And I, that's why I wanted to say it when we were on a show. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. The Wii U is better than the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> why? <gasps> The Wii U first That's party lineup. The Wii U, the Wii U first party lineup is fucking How stellar. Dare you, is stellar. Oh, wow. How dare you, sir? Oh my god, I oh, can't even listen. God. I listen. God. I I love Nintendo, but I have to disagree with you. Danganronpa is better than any Wii U lineup. Uh, Pikmin three, player. sir. Pikmin three. No, fuck off. You fuck off. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a no for me, my guy. Like, and the but, world is getting up on Mike. It's fine. I'm here to rain this chaos. Deserves it, this deserves it. Yeah, I. Oh no. No. Uh, anyways, it's the pedestrian no. is another cool indie game that I played this week. Uh, the pedestrian. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, pedestrian was part of the uh, PlayStation 5 reveal event. Uh, it was something me and Kyle were super stoked about. Um, Kyle, you are holding off on it, right? Yeah, for the time being. For the time being, yeah. yeah. Uh, I ended up jumping on it. Uh, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. It's really fucking cool. And for uh, first off, I didn't realize, well, granted, like it was part of the PS5 reveal, so sure. But this is a PS5 exclusive. Did not realize that it was next-gen only. And it really shows. This game is stunning. And I know well, it's weird to say. I so it was already on PC. Last yeah, we're seeing, we're sure. seeing, it, yeah. seeing it on Steam. Yeah. PS5 console exclusive. The demo for free. <laughs> okay. Um, what, what this game is, is you, uh, you play as a little sign man, uh, like, like the restroom sign guy or a yield or a crosswalk sign guy. And you yeah. are going between different signs and... Uh, figuring out different like puzzles to make paths for yourself to continue on your adventure. It's a little cute puzzle platformer that um, is, I, it's like one of those games I'm surprised has never been done before. It's like such a weird concept. And it's like, I'm shocked that nobody thought of like, Oh yeah, those little guys that everybody knows, let's make a video game about him. Uh, but go back to the PS five stuff. Like this game, not only is it gorgeous, but it uses the, uh, the dual sense in like really cool ways. Nice. Like, like no like like every sign that you're walking through which sounds so weird to say and hard to explain it feels different and you there's like little tapping sounds coming out like some kind of like astrobot and 
I wasn't really expecting that from an indie studio, and I can't believe that the Yay. the third game that I've noticed has dual sense capabilities is an indie title. And it's really nice to see that indie studios are able to take advantage of the technology. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it makes me want to play it more on PS5 than on my computer. Yeah. Just because of the dual sense controller. Yeah, it's cool. Like it does like it's so subtle, but it does add a little bit to it. It's it's really nice. Uh this game it, like it's it's not the witness level of like challenging. I know the witness for a lot of people is not a challenging game, but for a dumb human being like myself, it is. Um, but the puzzles are challenging enough to stump you for a little bit. But as you're playing around for like 10, 15 minutes and trying to figure it out, you get that aha Eureka moment and you feel fucking great solving those puzzles, which feel awesome. Um, but la- I'm about midway through the game and oh boy, it gets real challenging and real overwhelming. How I'll long just, have you played the game? Like, how many hours have you put into it? Two or three. Something like that. Okay. For oh. some reason, I'm exclusively playing this game at like two o'clock in the morning, which also doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, that seems great for your. <laughs> yeah. The time where your brain's supposed to wind down. Yeah. Like, yeah I like, mean, for for someone who plays uh, going back for someone who plays Cuphead to put themselves to sleep. Yeah. Uh, it does help. Yeah. I, it's like, I, yeah. It's, as I'm playing it, it like starts burning my eyes at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, I should probably not do this. Um, so yeah, a lot of the like it's it's really cool in a sense that like it keeps building on itself in the puzzle elements. So like at first it is just basically like find a key to a locked door, cool, and then you you have to find uh, wires to connect two outlets together to um, conduct electricity to move a mechanical door either on the sign or in real life, which is kind of cool. Like some of the things you do in the signs, like react to what you're doing, what happens in the the world around. And it keeps like building and building and building. And the, another massive one that, which it really fucking breaks your brain is sometimes you have to actually move signs around and connect doors to each other. And like, sometimes there'll be like 10 different signs that you have to all manipulate and like tie together with the little doors and tie ladders together. And there's so many different permutations and so many different options and it's fucking overwhelming and terrifying. But when you do solve it, you feel like the smartest man alive and it's great, (laughs) especially at three o'clock in the morning. Um, Another gameplay element tied to that though, which I really, it it really adds challenge to it. And it's kind of like, I guess it's their excuse to not make the game too easy. Let's say you have three panels and there's a couple doors attached and you have to actually like tie the doors together to it's essentially you just click and select and then click again to kind of tie the doors together. Um, Let's say you tie two together, but and you go through the door and then you realize you fuck up, but you have to actually tie the door to a different door. If you detach what you originally originally did, it resets the puzzle for you. So you have to kind of like redo everything and kind of figure it out all over again. So a lot of times you will sit at the screen and be like, okay, if I attach this here and go up that ladder, I could go there. I could grab this key, jump down, go through the laser, block the laser. And you have to kind of like Tony Stark it <laughs> to before you actually like execute. That's oh, really cool. got it. You're like you Dr. Sherlock Strange seeing all the... Yeah, all the <laughs> different variations. <laughs> One shot. Oh, this looks like a game that I used to play in high school. Um, it was on this website. I don't remember what it was called, but it was called, um, or I used to play a game called Kitty Cannon, where you shoot a kitty. And oh, I used then to play that. Try that to see on... how far it goes. 
Yeah, yeah. That was like, wasn't it on addictinggames.com? I believe so. That's it. Bingo. So there was a game. There's a game in there. It was like a platformer where like it was a stick figure, but the stick figure had pants. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like a plat. It was like kind of like a fun platformer. It reminds me of that. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of is this like high school me, like thirteen year old me who was in the computer lab, going like, "I'm gonna play some addictinggames.com." This is what this game reminds me of. Yeah. It just reminds it's me like of me, a, like, being thirteen years old and like, "Let's play a game." It's an adult next gen version of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was it's thinking. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. This is like this is the type of game that I would I would like. Yeah, I. Highly recommend it. It's priced at twenty bucks. It's worth it. It's it's fun. It's great. If you're for sure. looking for something really different and really unique, it's a good time. Again, no platinum trophy. You'll recover. I don't know if I will. God, you will. You sounded like my mom. You'll recover, Kyle. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. I am technically the mom of this whole. It's true. You are six one Indy's mom. That's true. I am. Let us not Mama forget. Andy. And Daddy Miyamoto. <laughs> and Daddy Miyamoto. I do have Daddy Miyamoto on the stream. <laughs> I know. I saw. Because <laughs> I was. I still had that placeholder image from last time. Daddy has to work now. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy has to go to work. Daddy has to go to work. Oh, <laughs> uh, I miss you, Dad. <laughs> uh, to close out the show, I want to add a new segment to the podcast. I just want to talk about the uh, some upcoming games that are coming out in, before the next episode. So I have a list of five games coming out. That I think look uh, pretty freaking dope. The first one, technically not really an indie game, but I don't care because it's heavily and criminally underplayed. At least the first one is uh, Little Nightmares Two. Lily, you're you're nodding your head. Have you played Little Nightmares One? Yeah, I mean, Little Hell Nightmares yeah. One was the first game I ever played on Steam, uh, like stream, like streaming it. Yeah, that it's was the so first good. game I. It's so good. It's so I good. thought it was. I thought it was an indie developer that did it, but then back then, like Bandai. I don't know. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I it's mean, a small studio, great. so like it's that gray yeah. area of like it's indie but not indie. So like it's a small studio, and nobody fucking played Little Nightmares one. So I, yeah, can absolutely I loved it. It's yeah. like a, I mean, but I'm a big horror fan. Same. And like the and the characters in there are so grotesque. Like I, I don't know what drugs Tazier Studios are on, but to. Um, uh, <laughs> to develop some, or to create some of those fucking nightmare creatures that are displayed in that game. Yeah. So good. But- and it seems like I played the demo for two of uh, maybe last year at some point. And it seems like they're just ramping that up to 11 and I can't wait. Good. Good. I, wait. I loved it. There was like, I'll never forget. There was a time on uh, like when I was streaming little nightmares where uh, this one character burst into the room and started chasing me. Yes. And I screamed. <laughs> So and good. someone clipped it. I like threw my headphones. I was like, I can't, right? I really, I cannot. And it, yeah, no, I'm excited for Little Nightmares too. I'll probably feel the same way. It'll yeah. it'll tide me over until uh, Resident Evil Village comes out because I love when like my senses get heightened. I I pretty much portray the character. Yeah. And like when things go weird, and I just go, Oh hell no, I ain't down for this. <laughs> like I I can't do it. And then you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's coming out on the 11th. That's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. Uh, there is a next-gen version coming eventually. I believe it's a free upgrade for next-gen. So, we'll see. You play um, as a different character, right? You play as a different character, but... I forgot the, the other the, character. I forgot her name. I think it's a, it's a 9? 11? I think it's a number. 6. 6? Right? 6. That's it, yeah. Four? Are we just saying numbers now? Two? <laughs> yeah, five, five. Four, three, two. 
Uh, she is in the game. Yeah, it's kind of like you in the demo that I played, and it seemed like it was like part of the opening, at least opening hour or two of the game. You uh. are playing. <laughs> I think you play as the new character, and then you find six, and six is kind of like guiding you through the little house that they were captured in, or something. So six is also a part of this game. There's a do- headless doll. We're watching. We're watching oh, the yeah. trailer right now. No, this the game is fucked doll. up, dude. I can't wait. <laughs> they re- they really said y'all like little nightmares, and uh, we gonna give you some more. Yeah. We have dolls and Pinocchio. Smash Pinocchio. Look, she's watching a TV. Is this kind of like Limbo? It, so gameplay wise, yeah, it's like Limbo and Inside. <gasps> it's definitely influ- <laughs> no, It's like Soldier Man. Yeah, dude. No. No. <laughs> so this yeah, is a ringing endorsement of this horror game. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. So no, put that, put I can't. On a box quote. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, no. gameplay wise, this game plays like Limbo inside, like a like a play dead, two um, D ish, quote unquote, uh, adventure game side-scrolling adventure game um with really like it, it, they do this th- like chaser does the thing that i praise play dead for is that their mechanics and timing are so precise that you just get away from the bad guy at the precise mm-hmm. moment to make your heart pound but like it's built that way yeah it's so good it's uh please play little nightmares yeah. i should maryland maryland the could. state thank you for playing little nightmares i appreciate you in chat uh, oh <laughs> the, the aesthetic and the, the art style always had really intrigued me uh design too so yeah. got around to it jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh. jeez it seems more grotesque from what i've seen of low nightmare it's one. because in brutal man in the first one it's kind of like the isn't, isn't there like like three big monsters that kind of chase you around or something like that like is the like the each, big-headed guy yeah it's something like that like each level has yeah. their own kind of like bro thing big boss guy it's the first game like this yeah like there's like this one there's this uh, one where this guy bursts okay he has like really long arms and then he just starts uh, chasing yep. you and like you think he's gonna catch you and then you have to like d- like bob and weave and like do do your thing and if you like mess up he grabs you and then eats you i screamed what do you think of the f- playing oh i would, would that be an okay experience like would it uh see this is the unfortunate know. thing how uh, this is how i feel about the switch is that there are certain things in certain games I don't know how comfortable I would feel playing it on the Switch because of input lag. Yeah. And that's my biggest concern. And this game requ- really requires you to have a good, good, like really good timing. Yeah. For, for certain sure. certain situations. Well, is is input lag a common thing with Switch? Probably a few times. I just noticed it a little bit with Cyber Shadow Best because I went right from PC. Well, it also to depends Switch. on the style, the style of it. Like I just I, my biggest concern, it's like, okay, when you play Overcooked. When things go on fire, when everything goes on fire, like the 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 like frame rate goes down. It drops, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Cuphead. And Cuphead's one of those things where if you like continuously restart the restart the match or whatever, slowly the frame rate drops as well. And that's my that's my question is also like not just input lag, but all of the just movements and all of the like yeah, it's just performance. Like I think if you want to play this game, I would personally play it on the computer. Yeah, you should play it on PC. Yeah, I would it's say also play it like, on PC with the lights off with your TV and then you play the full experience like that. I think it's just more fun than having it on a little tiny screen. Yeah, because this game is also fucking as grotesque and dark and whatnot as it is. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, 
two looks ramped the hell up. Like the demo I played, like the the monster creature or whatever that was featured in the demo, is just like this old farmer dude chasing with a shotgun, and you have to dodge the shotgun, and it's like you fucking have, terrifying. You have my library on. I think your... I saw it in my. Yeah, so you can play it. Oh, please play it. Everybody should oh. play it, please. <laughs> it's so good. I wish the Little Nightmares Two was co-op. Is it not? Is it not? I don't know. It, okay, I'm, it probably it probably isn't. But well, yeah, it looks like it. Well, it does look like with the new friend, like six and everything. It looks like six does things, but it doesn't look like it, the tags don't have it as co-op. So I'm not it's sure. Probably, yeah, I play this game. Co-op. Mary, we could play it together. <laughs> uh, coming out the same day is awesome a game player. that uh, Kyle and I discovered at like three o'clock in the morning one night during our just random like, hey, let's look at releases.com kind of thing. Uh, a game called Death Crown. Uh, this is a game I'm probably not going to play because it looks intimidating as fuck. But oh my god, I love the art style. It is a brutally uh, <laughs> looking, a brutal looking uh, real time strategy game. But the aesthetic is it's in a one bit black and white aesthetic that looks fucking wild and it's something like I never yeah. seen before. <laughs> yeah, and I can awesome, see Lily's awesome face. <laughs> awesome soundtrack. Don't know what that game is or how it would nope. play. But God, it's intriguing. <laughs> Like, I want to play it for the aesthetic and the music, but I know I'm not going to like understand what the hell is going on. But hey, for your hardcore strategy players out there, good on you, man. Play this fucking yeah. game. It looks rad. Whoa. I mean, it, 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 it looks like something I have not seen in a <laughs> while. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, that's Sick. coming uh, on the 11th. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. This looks like you should absolutely play it on PC. It does not look like a console game. Um, yeah, Kyle, it looks like you really have to pay attention to like the... Oh, yeah. It looks insane. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Undermine is coming to Switch on the 11th as well. Hey, nice. Yeah, it's out everywhere else. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's on PlayStation. Oh, really? Uh, Just think, Xbox? I, I think I think Xbox. Because if it was on PlayStation and I haven't played it yet, that's that's a me problem. That's I know it, it was it, on Game Pass. It is 100% also on PlayStation. So that <laughs> is. Um, Undermine is a Rogue Legacy-esque kind of roguelike game where you are just mining for things. Um, and as you go, you unlock the shopkeepers and the, the uh, blacksmith and stuff. So you can't upgrade your weapons or buy items unless you find them in the mines and then bring them back and then once you do die a new person comes in it, it's not as deep as a rogue legacy where every person has a different trait attached to them but uh i love the art style um i'm a sucker for a roguelike game and um yeah it's really really fun yeah, I believe it's on Game Pass also right now. I, I think so. Yeah. Or at least it was when we played it on the uh, the slide stream. Let me just check. Yeah. Yeah, not my kind of thing. I'm not really the rogue person, but watching you play it, it did look fun for people who do like rogue games. It looks fun. I keep trying to get into rogue, rogue likes, rogue lights. Very cool. Have you tried Hades yet? That's I've tried a little bit. That's probably the one because like I'm not that kind of player, but Hades clicked with me. Have you played Below? I tried. I couldn't get into it. I was really excited for that game, but like, I, it just did not work for me. I bought it. I played a little bit of it, and then I... I bounced didn't. really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I got it to really like, interesting. It did, and it looks... It's beautiful. I love that studio also. Um, 
capybara games. Um, yeah, beautiful. But what else did they do before? I forgot. They did. Well, recently they did Grindstone, which is fucking dope. Um, they did Super Time Force. Was their other oh, okay. big game for PS4? Yeah, I think PS4 and Switch yeah. and stuff. Um, next on this list, coming out on the 17th for PC early access, 30XS, XS, XX, Jesus Christ, words and double numbers, X. double X, 30XX. <laughs> yeah, uh, Undermine is still on the Game Pass, by the way. Oh, play Undermine, hell yeah. Um, 30XX is the Mega Man X roguelite kind of thing. And it, like, I know I just, what I just said about roguelites and stuff, I can't fucking wait to play this. This looks rad because I love the Mega Man games. Is it because it's like an action platformer? Exactly. Like, if well, you're going to give me action platformer in a roguelite, sure. It's straight up Mega Man X. It's straight it up Mega, like Man Mega Man X. It's exactly. These are, uh, obviously, this is the How sequel. Dare you? This is third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. This Mega is Man the... X takes place in 20XX. Exactly. So, this is the sequel to 20XX, <laughs> which was kind of the old love letter to Mega Man X. And 20XX, it seems like this is the game that they want to make with 20XX, but they didn't have like the funding and the backing and stuff. But probably with the success of 20XX, I'm imagining that 30XX is the game that they really want to make. And I'm just judge- basically judging that, basing it off the uh, the trailer and the aesthetic and the music. It looks way more faithful to classic Mega Man in its overall art direction and whatnot. And just looks fucking so fun to play. <laughs> I always played more of the NES versions of Mega Man over Mega Man X. I did too. But I if you are going to replicate any form of Mega Man, I'm all in. It's fine. I don't care. Because Capcom ain't doing it. So Well what did you think of Mega Man what was the new one? What was the most recent what was the most recent eleven called? I think it's eleven. It was fine. It like hear it now. Hear it here. It was fine. It was fine. (laughs) Exclusive review from two late two years later. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah, like I wish. Uh, I think Mega Man Nine and Ten were made by Inti Creates, and I, I wish they just gave them the Mega Man license again because Inti Creates does great retro style action platformers, and they fucking did such a great job with Nine and Ten. But yeah, I, again, like doing a three D aesthetic on a two D plane, especially for something that feel that needs to feel like very precise and fast like Mega Man, it just never really works for me. So it didn't like it was fine, but it didn't it wasn't the Mega Man that I love. Yeah. So Lily has the system requirements up on Steam and I remember I've seen this before oh, yeah. on Reddit. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> processor. They say toaster processor or better. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of graphics card do you need to play the game? Most cards that can produce graphics. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. They're like, system minimum requirements. My guy, you have a computer? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> your computer your computer's half a toaster? Brilliant. You can still play. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. That's... They know what they're doing. They know exactly what they wrote. <laughs> the final game I have on this list is uh, something I just discovered recently. It's called Shattered Tale of the Forgotten King by Redlock Studio. Uh, this is the debut for this developer, a French developer. Uh, this is straight up a dark, an open world Dark Souls game, and I'm fucking all in. <laughs> I really want to play this thing. 
Speaking Whoa. of your computers being able to handle whatever, this my this game would fucking destroy my laptop. So I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to play it anytime soon. But man, it looks beautiful. It looks cool. Yeah. This is nothing. This is not the studio that did Ashen. Because no. the art style looks really similar. It does. It does kind of look like that more. This is going to sound this. I don't know if this is going to make any sense, but it looks like an anime-esque art style sort of <laughs> lily glaring um, at me no i don't know it kind of looked I like mean, it reminded me of like a kingdom heartsy or like a final fantasy kind of aesthetic oh yeah sort oh of. yes here here for sure like when he yeah the look of the character model for sure yeah exactly like kingdom hearts um big, speaking big of hands, big feet Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, this is part of the Square Enix Collective. This is like Square Enix's division to kind of like help out indie studios in like PR and and stuff like a lot of the back end stuff. So um, I'd imagine I wrote this on uh, our like monthly like preview piece on 61indie.com. I'd imagine that this game is really good and successful. I'd imagine that Square Enix is going to want to purchase them because I bet Square Enix wants a Souls like in their library. What well, makes this like Souls? Besides, or, you know, combat does look similar. But like, does it have the uh, death mechanic of you losing all your experience currency? I don't know. I'm basing this purely off of how like the bosses and stuff look, and like how the combat does. does look. I well, I haven't played it yet, obviously, but I kind of have the feeling that it is going to be like find a bonfire or whatever, and mm-hmm. that'll be your checkpointing system. This definitely looks like a game. This is so unfortunate because it's like I look at the game and I'm like, oh, I really want to play it. But I already know I'm going to be real bad at it. Nah, just play. Like, Lily, play Bloodborne. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ready for me to be like, this is full and just going wild on just because I get too heated with games sometimes. Bloodborne's but, not you know that what? bad. I might I might play this game. This game looks really cool. Just the character design and like, yeah. The art, the, yeah, the, the character design, the art. Oh, like, oh, it looks so. And cool. it's, the characters it's, look so. It's cool. not like cliche souls, like where it's like dark and dreary and stuff. It's like vibrant and beautiful. Beautiful. Oh wow. Yeah, it looks rad. Sick. Shattered Tale of the Forgotten King, coming to PC on February seventeenth. Check it out. Check 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 it out. That's it. Cool. That's all I got. We did it. We did the podcast. We did it. <laughs> two exhausted 6-1 indie boys and two very cool special guests carrying the show. Yep. <laughs> For sure. For we sure. Did it. We did we it. We carried it. Uh, I wouldn't say that. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Lily and Sebastian, thank you for hanging out. Uh, plug yourselves. Where can people find you, find your work, all that good stuff? You go first. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cool Cat Lily Z. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't write or make content as much. I usually just visit people's podcasts, and talk about stuff. <laughs> I just happen to I just go cruising, yeah, you know, yeah. cruising. Uh, check out, yeah, you know. And then uh, my work has a Shonen Jump podcast. Uh, we just talk about manga. Uh, so I'm on the latest episode that will also be on Monday. So if you like uh, Shonen Jump. Uh, catch me there. I, I sometimes appear on the episode. Sick. I don't know what Shonen Jump is, but I'll listen. <gasps> it's fine. You are. You just talked about. I'm going to educate you on like manga and anime. <laughs> First listen. off, watch. Like, listen. No, nope. watch One Punch Man. 
I, I have. really think you would like it. Do you like it? I'm sorry. Do you think I'm just going to like it because I also have no hair? Are How we, dare we... you? First off, do you like the show? Yeah, I never finished it, but I liked what I watched. <laughs> okay, because I was going to say you should watch Mob Psycho. I think you'd like it. Okay. It's from the same. I watched it, it, some. I've it's watched. Like goofy. I've watched Death Note and some most of oh, Attack don't. on Titan. And... Oh, no. I mean, Death Note's all right. Like, I, I, I won't get into it. No, I'm <laughs> okay. not going to get into it. I'm not getting into it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Death Note is not. It's all right. <laughs> I will watch. Was it Mob Psycho? Yeah. I will watch Mob Psycho. Uh, you know what? Watch Pokemon. <laughs> Okay, I know that enemy. That boy. <laughs> that guy. My best boy. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CoolCatLuzzy. Sebastian. You can find me on Instagram at SebNema. And maybe hint hint on 6180.com soon. Hint hint. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I did not talk to you about that, but hint hint to Kyle as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at MixedToundro on all socials. That's at Mr. K Step on all socials, at 61 Indie, all that good stuff. Goodbye. I love you. Bye. 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 Love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>